0: Okay, so the Blue Avians. This is not going to be the longest episode I've ever done, but it's an episode nonetheless, so let's get right to it. The Blue Avians is probably something that you have seen if you've kind of browsed the internet or, or Facebook or, or Reddit. What they essentially are is they are a, an extraterrestrial being, if you will, that has essentially been visiting humans through the use of astral projection or through the use of spiritual communication or lucid dreaming or what have you for many many years now and the whole thing behind these blue avians is that they supposedly carry a message of peace and hope for humanity and so the blue avian extraterrestrial species exists beyond the confines of space and time and i'm not trying to imply that they are gods but there's, they seem to be described in many ancient scriptures as being gods and their description very much resembles that of the, the Anunnaki scriptures and depictions and writings and the different archaeological designs, if you will, of what was considered to be gods, which we kind of know better now would be something that is... Uh, a a being not from this planet. So it is believed that creatures have visited Earth for millennia, sort of aiding us in the spiritual development of humankind and, and helping to shift the consciousness of our species for the betterment of all. Now, their message urges humans to help themselves, stating that ascension can only be reached by humanity solving its own problems first. We've heard this time and time again. The question, excuse me, the question then becomes this. Have they taught us this message? Because this seems to be the message in so many different religious texts and and writings. And if it's not religious, if it's not from the Bible or the Quran or or, or from the, the Buddha religion or the Buddhist religion or anything of that sort... It seems to be something that has been preached amongst many different tribes for, poof, God knows how long now. Okay, so let's start with the mythology and then we'll work our way up to bringing it full circle. So we're going to start with Ra. Now, Ra as in RA, so blue avian-like creatures have appeared throughout human mythology for millennia. For instance, Ra, the Egyptian god of the sun, was pictured as a bird-headed being, as was his accomplice, Thoth. Now, Ra, believed, or Ra was believed to represent the noonday sun, so the midday sun. He was considered the creator of the seasons, months, plants, and animals. He was most often depicted as a humanoid, with the head of a blue eagle wearing a crown with the solar disk, a serpent coiled around the circumference of it. Then we have Thoth. So Ra was accompanied by Thoth upon his solar barge, or his, his, I guess you could say cosmic travels, if you will, carrying the sun across the sky each day and laying it to rest at night. Thoth was an integral god within Egyptian mythology, maintaining the universe, solving disputes, and developing systems of writing, magic, science, you name it. And so he is pictured as an ibis-headed man, if you will. And I'm going to put the pictures up if you have a bit of uh, trouble imagining it. But if you're on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, unfortunately... Can't do much there. Then we have Abgal. So many other world cultures have myths of bird-headed beings, including the Sumerian god Abgal. This ancient god was said to have given humanity its first moral code or proper upright moral direction, if you will, as well as the arts and crafts important er, important figures within the Sumerian culture. Now, before I go on, let me just say this very quickly. These bird headed beings, this is what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. This is why I kind of stuttered a little bit at the beginning because I was just trying to nail down the description of it. Bird headed beings, they have been written about, they have been drawn in stone for God knows how long in so many different cultures, but particularly the Sumerian culture. Now, what I'd like to do is I'd like to draw the connection of this episode with the episode I've done previously about the Anunnaki a few weeks back. And so, what I think here is that there's an overall consistency within the beings in which came down and visited humans now when I say they came down that doesn't mean that they necessarily came from a ship they could have. They could be beings that spoke with our ancestors through the use of again lucid dreaming astral projection many different ways and this sort of falls directly in line with the similar techniques that Jesus supposedly used now I'm not trying to discredit either or Or either story. All I'm saying is that if it's been written about and spoken about for so long, there's probably some truth to it. There seems to be a direct connection. If not, it is the connection to the Anunnaki. And the blue avians is something that I've heard about since I was a child. To be honest with you, and. It's really nothing new. There have been books written about them and so many other different things. But what we have to look at ultimately, in the grand scheme of it all, is we have to say, okay, how much of an influence did these beings, assuming they were true, have on society? And even if, okay, let's just say these beings were not real. They still seem to have impacted our ancestors, our ancient ancestors, with the proper moral values that have sort of leaked into today's society. With that being said, I think, ultimately, these beings played a massive part in developing, I guess you could say, science or some type of structured and organized system. Or organization for that matter within the human race i'm not saying these beings were gods but the way they've been described is that they had god-like powers now with that being said we also have to take that with a grain of salt because at the time assuming these beings were real at the time there would probably have been no other way for our human ancestors to have described this and they clearly didn't know anything about science and they would have or else they would have delegated it as something that science could have proven let's say or some type of plausible theory that science could have backed up. But that's like if you took a, a motorcycle of today and you dropped it back into the 1500s, they would probably call it godly and otherworldly and, and, and things like this. They probably wouldn't know how it worked. They'd probably figured out how to turn it on, but they wouldn't understand the way in which the motorcycle worked. So I think it's, it's sort of that same example, if you will, right? Kind of dropping a car or a motorcycle into... A um, uh, human culture 500 or a thousand years ago right and then we have eagle kachina very simple within the hopi beliefs or the hopi beliefs the eagle kachina is the messenger spirit between humans and the creator or god if you will and i also want to note very interestingly enough that within the book of enoch God is not really referred to as God. He's referred to as the creator. Now, I know that might not seem like anything big at all, but when you dig down deep into it, there seems to be a connection between the way that these extraterrestrials were referred to as the creator and the way that the book of Enoch discusses the creator. So that's just a little bit of a side note for you to uh, to dwell or think about. Then we have Garuda. So in the Hindu religion, Garuda is a divine being with the head and wings of an eagle. He is said to be the sworn enemy of the Naga serpent race and is the steed of the god Vishnu. Okay? Now, we can talk about this forever, but what it comes down to is this. What are the characteristics of these beings? What are the modes of transportation? What are the modes of communication? What are the abilities that these beings supposedly had? So even if you don't believe in any of this, it's interesting to see what our ancient ancestors did believe in. Now, if you believe in this, then I can kind of help you and take you a little bit further because then we can discuss the the timeline of all of it and we can discuss the impacts that it's had overall within society. Now, it's also been said that these blue avians play a part in trying to steer us the right way and steer our governments the right way when it comes to communicating and cooperating with different extraterrestrial beings, right? So let's start with the, the characteristics so, perhaps the most striking aspect of this blue alien species is their higher density and extra-dimensional abilities. So, while these beings do appear physically as blue, bird-like creatures, this is only one aspect of their dimensional nature, perhaps adopted to bring comfort to beings within our density. So, essentially saying that they might manifest themselves as this sort of blue, feathered like humanoid because of the fact that they're trying to make us or other beings within this universe or within this realm feel more comfortable. So they're going to kind of go with a, um, with a presentation that's a little more familiar. Then we have to ask, when they do choose to materialize in physical space, they appear as humanoid creatures with bird-like heads, beaks, and blue feathers. And we have to ask, why the bird thing? Really, why the bird thing? Because, again, this delves into so many different areas. We can look at the bird thing or them being bird-like humanoids as maybe the, the reason why there are birds on this planet. Okay, and maybe it's much lower forms of, of, of these beings, if you will, much less intellect, much lower forms of understanding and knowledge and what have you. Then, we have modes of transportation, so the blue avians have supposedly ascended from our current level of reality into the sixth to ninth densities or dimensions traveling at will across the universe. So according to many people who have studied the blue avians, they do not use spacecraft as we understand them, but they do utilize some devices such as the spheres which have been dispatched to, dispatched to protect our planet. Now here's the thing. I sigh because... I've heard this before, but there's no substantiated claim to back it up. But I want to discuss it regardless because I think it's very important. So, supposedly, when you're astral projecting, apparently, you can see this. If you can get your soul to leave your body. And again, assuming you believe that and, and you believe it's not just in your mind. What we're looking at here is that supposedly there are spheres that are Essentially, they act as a barrier or a wall of sorts for very negative entities and extraterrestrials to not be able to enter, not just our planet, but our universe. So supposedly, these blue avians are, in a way, the guardians of our universe and many others. And so they have these sort of fences, if you will, um, metaphysical fences or energy-like fences that these very negative beings with very low frequencies cannot get into or cannot pass by, not only that, but when you astral project, as I was saying before, I lost my train of thought, when you leave your body, supposedly, if you can concentrate to stay in, in the astral realm long enough, when you leave Earth, you can supposedly see a grid on the Earth, like a grid, sort of like um, I mean, just a grid, just a bunch of lines going vertically and horizontally, and supposedly, these are th- this grid that encapsulates the whole Earth, by the way, is made up of spheres within a different dimension and of extremely powerful energy that protects us humans from extremely negative extraterrestrial beings. And the blue avians are doing this because they feel their mission, and for many, for millions of years, they have felt their mission is to protect life at all costs and regardless of the conflict within these, within different. Creatures, if you will, it is not up to the blue avians to resolve conflict, only to help and guide in a positive manner and protect. So help, guide, and protect seem to be their main three ways of, or their three main motivations, if you will. Okay, and then we have communication methods. So the blue avians primarily communicate using telepathy and often initiate contact with humans via a dream. So many people claim that these creatures also use a form of sign language and have created a secret greeting that they teach contactees to verify a truthful blue avian connection, although some claim to have received channeled mes- messages from the bl- the blue avians. So again, very simple. They speak telepathically and they come to people in their dreams, but, but when it comes to meeting them in this realm and when they manifest themselves to present themselves to us in this realm in the form of this this blue bird humanoid, they supposedly use a hand sign that they told the person or the contactee in their dream previously so that that contactee the person meeting with them can verify and say okay this is the blue avian i spoke to or in my dreams right now the abilities this the abilities that these beings have are very vague and the reason for that is because aside from when they want to communicate with us there seems to be No other way for us to figure out what abilities they had. I mean, we weren't around thousands of years ago when these ancient cultures supposedly were visited by them on like a daily or weekly basis and taught them so many things. So we don't really know. What we do know is that these beings are thought to possess telekinetic powers due to their existence outside of this particular physical reality. Now, people also state that the the blue avians use light physical touch as a form of communication to induce a positive physical and emotional response, which is interesting. But, it, I mean, listen, whether it's true or not, it kind of makes sense. If we were to go visit a, an inferior species in, on another planet, a species that was not as far advanced as us, on any level, or on every level rather, technologically, spiritually, mentally, all of that, scientifically, everything, we'd probably want to take the most unless we're looking to wipe out that race, which I wouldn't support, we'd probably look for the most softest, approachable way of engaging in initial contact with, with these beings. Okay. Now, the question then becomes, what intentions do these blue avians have here on Earth? So, unlike many other alien species, the blue avians are not associated with any sort of abduction scenario, and they only initiate contact with those open and willing to communicate. And so they have only recently resumed their relationships with humans as a means of delivering their message of peaceful ascension, urging mankind to raise their vibration by being of service to others. And this seems to be, again, the main core message that the blue avians have. So while the blue aliens are current uh, avians, sorry, are currently acting as a sort of buffer between our ascension and negative extraterrestrials, ones with bad intentions and human interest. They choose to practice physical non-interference with our species. And so their level of intelligence has transcended physical limitations and duality. And they act as a sort of single intelligent entity. And they have returned to write to their past to direct attempts to aid humanity, which at the previous times of contact were distorted by our species interpretation of their arrival. So it's been said that they visited us before, visited our ancient ancestors. It's, some people claim they never really left. They were always present on Earth, whether in this realm or in other varying realms that still showcase the, the, the physical materialistic reality of this realm. Others say that they left. Right Now, some believe that the blue avians have once again returned to our planetary system to help with this ascension, urging us to free ourselves from the clutches of negative human and ET entities. And since these extra-dimensional beings were reintroduced to modern popular UFO circles, backlash and disinformation campaigns have been extremely severe. I mean, they have ridiculed the blue avians, the arcturians, the Pleiadians, everything to the point where people, they they don't want people to believe it. Now, why this would be the case, it's going to sound a little bit nuts, but I would dare to say that there's other extraterrestrials out there that have an agenda that don't want us to ascend or gain any type of knowledge that would help further our race. Now, there's that, and there's also just a massive disinformation campaign. So, the interesting thing, though, is that the statement from these beings, whether it's from our ancient ancestors or now people who say that they interact with these Believers now in their dreams mainly is that their message is the same it's the same it's to be of service to one another to focus on love and forgiveness and change humanity for the better one person at a time starting with yourself and so look this is what i meant at the beginning of the episode and this is what i meant about coming back full circle which is that regardless except for some religious beliefs in certain aspects if you will regardless of which religion you follow major minor unless it's a very negative driven religion it seems to be the same overall that this message is not new these are the basic tenets of most religious and spiritual practices on planet earth okay and so it's very intriguing, to say the least, because we don't exactly have evidence that these beings influenced religions like Catholicism and, and, and Muslim religion and the Buddhist religion and all that. But we could also argue, on the other hand, that these major religions have been so fucking distorted for so long, over so many hundreds of years. Look, it, it's, not, it's been so distorted that it's gone to the point where we can't even tell what, was, what influenced these writers or these people who many, many years ago wrote down these scriptures in the Bible and things like this. Okay, I mean, you can, human beings can be deceived within 10 minutes. Imagine thousands of years. And this is the problem. This is the problem a lot of the time. Constant deception. Constant Misinformation. Okay, so the sphere alliance, which I've spoken about in a previous episode, also warns against gurus and messiahs, stating that each human must take control of their own actions for the human species to truly ascend. Now, this might seem like a bit more of an individualistic approach, but when you look at everything overall, it's actually more of a whole approach, taking response for yourself and forgiving yourself. And so it seems like what these blue avians are trying to preach is that at least what it seems like is that they they kind of foresaw the manifestation or the creation of priests and this sort of top-down pyramid-like structure, okay? And I'm not trying to say, like, for example, I grew up Catholic Christian. I think overall, I think the values it instills within you is great, but I think there's a lot of misinformation and distortion because of the fact that the institution itself is what the problem is. Okay, And I spoke about this with a a very good friend of mine, Evil Goat God, shout out to him. He's got a, a podcast coming soon. But ultimately, what we're looking at here is that this is a message that's been going on forever and when people believe that we are god or they take in the belief that we are one all of us are god we all we're all part and we all play a small part in contributing to this bigger picture of energy and consciousness god is not a person god is not a uh, some guy with a some old bald guy with a beard god is this eternal consciousness that is creating this world we live in God is sort of like the ultimate mathematician, if you will, and has created this universe in such complex ways that we don't even understand yet. And it seems like this is the same message that these blue avians seem to be pushing. Okay? So what I just said here, everything I've described, this seems to be everything that we publicly know about the blue avians, and this is the most that we seem to have been able to put together overall. So let me know what you guys think, because it's certainly something that really takes... A step back and it, instead of looking at underground bases or secret military programs and blah 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 which is great to look at to keep informed it's good to know that there's more of a philosophical aspect to this right so let me know your thoughts because it's certainly very interesting and the episode turned out to be a lot longer than i thought but we will catch you guys next time peace